The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up. As we gather for ordered worship, the liturgy, music, and homily this day are offered for our congregation here in Marsh Chapel, for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership around the globe now and later at WBUR.org. We welcome your prayerful and material support your written or emailed responses, your self-selection of forms of leadership in our midst. And as the Spirit moves, come Sunday, your presence with us here. This is Matriculation Sunday at Boston University, where we welcome a new class into the rich history of this university, founded in 1839 and led by 10 presidents, Presidents Warren and Huntingdon, Merlin and Marsh, Case and Chris Janer, Sibling and Westling, Silber and Westling, Cobanian and Brown. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God.
we pray. Almighty God, the fountain of all wisdom, enlighten by your Holy Spirit those who teach and those who learn, that rejoicing in the knowledge of your truth, they may worship you and serve you from generation to generation. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. Well, beloved, we begin our hour of worship ever with a moment of confession in which we pause individually, silently before God to recognize that we fall short. Sometimes we fall short in our ability to move through life with a spirit of compunction and a sense of humility. And sometimes we fall short simply by failing to do what is at hand, to love our neighbor as ourselves. So trusting in God's pardon and peace, we gather come the Lord's Day to offer our prayer of confession. As we pray, the choir will sing with us for us our traditional Kyrie, Lord have mercy upon us. God, we do hunger and thirst for your spirit. Grant us, we pray, this year the fruit of your spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, self-control. Amen. Beloved, hear the good news. If we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thanks be to God. A lesson from St. Paul's Epistle to the Romans, 
chapter 12, verses 9 through 21. Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lag in zeal, be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope, be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Extend hospitality to strangers. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. No, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals on their heads. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Please join me in reading responsively verses from Psalm 105 with the antiphon. Give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him, sing praises to him, tell of all his wonderful works. Glory in his holy name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength, seek his presence continually. Remember the wonderful works he has done, his miracles and the judgments he uttered. O offspring of his servant Abraham, children of Jacob, his chosen ones. Then Israel came to Egypt. Jacob lived as an alien in the land of Ham. And the Lord made his people very fruitful and made them stronger than their foes, whose hearts he then turned to hate his people to deal craftily with his servants. He sent his servant Moses and Aaron whom he had chosen. Praise the Lord. Now please rise as you are able for the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of the Gospel. Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Matthew, chapter 22, verses 34 through 40. Glory to you, O Lord. When the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And a second is like it. 
you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated. You shall love the Lord your God with all your mind. In the summer of 1762 in Kingswood, England, John and Charles Wesley, John the stern preacher and Charles the happy musician, opened a school in Kingswood, England for which they did write and sing Unite the pair so long disjoined, knowledge and vital piety, learning and holiness combined, truth and love for all to see. You shall love the Lord your God with all your mind. Maybe they had the verse in mind. Today's gospel, contrary to some philosophy and theology near and far, does not separate head from heart, does not separate mind from soul, does not separate intellect from emotion, does not separate the spiritual from the cerebral. We are to have love in mind. The Gospel according to St. Matthew is written in the year 85 of the first century in the Common Era. 
and as you remember, draws on almost all of what St. Mark wrote 15 years earlier. Matthew re-gospels Mark, and the details of that are important, but nowhere near as important as the challenge and the freedom responsibility we have with Matthew from his day forward to reiterate the gospel each Lord's Day in our own cadence, with our own rhetoric, in our own time. For Mark had a happy, long narrative here in the eighth chapter of Mark, a kindly conversation in which someone asks for help and Jesus gives help. Here are some things to think about. And then the interlocutor is told by the Lord, you are not far from the kingdom of heaven. Wouldn't we love to hear that said? Not so in Matthew. The request for help has become a test. We've moved from summer to autumn, from home to school, from help to test. Jesus passes the test, but it is put to him. Also, Matthew, in shortening the narrative, focuses on the mind. The word he uses is found in the New Testament regularly, though almost always in the letters of Paul, the word nous, Greek. Paul uses it frequently, as last Sunday we heard, be not conformed, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, or elsewhere, have this mind among you, which was in Christ Jesus. Matthew uses a word with an addition. He puts a little prefix along that same New Testament word that shifts the meaning just a little bit, that gives it a flow, a flexibility. It's a dianus. It's a, well, it's not so much thought as thinking, not so much to understand as understanding, not so much mind as minding, as in, I have this sense about it if I am understanding you properly. There's a little jazz beat to it, a little flexibility, emotion. You shall love the Lord your God with that kind of mind. How shall we do so this happy matriculation Sunday at Boston University? Well, we'll give you a tulip to take home. We're borrowing the acronym from our Presbyterian sisters and brothers. If you want to hear a good winter Calvinist sermon, stay with us through February and March, and we'll do so then. But right now, it's still warm. It's still summer. We'll offer you this traveling gift. How to love with all the mind involves loving what is true and what is universal and what is lasting and what is inspired and what is personal. Across this campus today, we are moving into a season of, of learning, of seeking the truth in every school and college. So the study of medicine and dentistry and physical therapy has the fruit of public health. So the study of law has the fruit of justice. So the study of economics and finance and management has the fruit of community. So the study of communication has the fruit of insight. So the study of hospitality has the fruit of conviviality. So the study of engineering has the fruit of structural, lasting safety. So the study of education has the fruit of memory and hope. So the study of social work has the fruit of systemic compassion. So the study of military science and physical education has the fruit of 
strength and safety. So the study of theology has the fruit of meaning. And so right now, the practice of religion has the fruit of understanding, of belonging, and of meaning. We are here to seek the truth wherever it will be found in whatever shape, school, college, or department. With all your mind, love what is true. With all your mind, love what is universal. You know, the lastingly good things in my own life have come through the ministry of the Church of Jesus Christ and in his name, as you've heard said, my, my own name in baptism, my faith in confirmation, my community in Eucharist, my work in ordination, my friendship in marriage, my forgiveness in pardon, and my hope of eternity in the blessing of the gospel itself. All these things. There is, as Emilio Castro used to say, no higher name. But friends, there are seven billion women and men populating our planet, and we are going to need to share the nurture, the spiritual care of that population with other venerable traditions. In our own tradition, Jesus is not all the divinity there is. There is also God the creator and our emphasis this year, God the presence, God the spirit. But also all around us, think for a moment of the voices of Anwar Sadat, how we could use him today, but he was a Muslim or Mahatma Gandhi, who shaped Howard Thurman, but he was a Hindu. Or Elie Wiesel, who sent a, th sent a condolence note to me on the day, the week of my father's death four years ago. He is a Jew. Or Lu Ling Si, whose life we celebrated, whose death we mourned after the Boston Marathon a year ago. But she was a Buddhist. We have links and connections across the globe and no better place to discover such than right along Commonwealth Avenue. Our Dean of Students, Ken Elmore, said in a meeting the other day, sometimes we lose sight of and have a hard time grasping and holding the universal, so true, so Thurman-esque. Thurman means everything to me in teaching and more so in preaching, but mostly he gives a language for life and work across the full community of Boston and Boston University. Love with the mind what is universal. Love what is lasting. Now we're sitting in a, a Gothic nave that's architecture goes back a thousand years. We've heard psalm and scripture that go back 2,000 years. This is a denominational tradition at BU that's more than 200 years old. The uh, sanctuary itself where we're sitting and from which others are listening is itself 60 years old and around you there are people of all ages and stages who are ready to offer you an example something lasting so important a long time ago in Syracuse New York Jan and I spent a Saturday afternoon in late August distributing flyers advertising a dinner Sunday evening that's an old form of communication, by the way. We had two children in pop-up strollers, another ancient form. We went door to door east of Ostern, Ostrom Avenue because chance, the Chancellor, Chancellor Eggers, had said there are 6,000 students living east of Ostrom. And we passed out flyers, and the next evening at 6 o'clock we were ready there in the lounge of an empty church. Beautiful home-cooked meal. Nobody there, 10 of 6, 
five of six, six o'clock, just the two of us and the church mice, two after six, five after six, ten after six. By 12 after six, we recognized that we had a first-class, genuine, authentic failure in our life. Until at 6.15, in through the door came Pam Brush, and she didn't say, am I the only one, or where is everybody, or is this all there is? She said, wow, a home-cooked meal. This is great. Let's sit down. Let's have something to eat. You offer the prayer. I've been wandering around this building to see what's here. There's nothing here but space. You could have a nursery school, a daycare, a senior citizens program, a transitional living service, a scout troop, and many of those things in a decade we did have. My boyfriend Bruce didn't want to come. He wanted to watch the, the Giants on TV. Another time maybe he'll come. I'm so glad to be here. I wanted to see this year in school some people who are different from my age, maybe some three-year-olds and maybe some older people like you two. I wanted to have a neighborhood. And by the way, next week we'll come Bruce Barbecues. We'll bring the eight people who live in our house on Victoria Place. And from that failure, one person came in a decade. A Wesley Student Fellowship, a couple dozen on Sunday evening, a house in which to do so, a halftime minister, a, a newsletter, the Epworth News, every month in a retreat, spring and fall. And the last Easter on the Easter morning of 1995, whatever else the preacher said, I don't recall, but I remember through the fruit of that ministry, a family from the Sudan who'd been brought as refugees, all six of them standing to sing, and it was never truer than in that song, Christ the Lord is risen today, Alleluia. What Pam was saying was, I'm looking for what is lasting. With all your mind, love what is lasting. Let us too love that which inspires the imagination. You know, as we change and grow, and you will in the school years, it's important to do so. We have a chance to remember Ralph Sockman saying that the larger the ocean of knowledge, the longer the shoreline of mystery that surrounds it. Or G.K. Chesterton, the world does not lack for wonders, but only for a sense of wonder. Or my dear favorite, Dag Hammarskjöld, saying, God does not die on the day that you cease to believe in a personal deity, but you die on the day that your life ceases to be illumined by a steady radiance renewed daily of a wonder whose source lies beyond all reason. That's why Thurman recited so often just a few verses. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend to heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in Sheol, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there thy hand shall lead me, thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, let only the darkness cover me and the light about me be as night. Even the darkness is not dark to thee. The night is as bright as the day, for darkness is as light with thee. With all the mind, love the imagination. And with all the mind to conclude, love what is personal. You know, Boston can be as a secular and a large and an urban and a cold City, it can be somewhat impersonal, but allow me this. It can be as impersonal as you allow it to be. And right around you, 
men and women of all ages, there are people extending a handshake of love with the mind, ready to walk with you in personal ways. We have a history of knowing the poet Robert Frost, a New England voice who identifies that personal dimension in invitation and in compassion and in vocation and in aspiration. To personify this, I'm going to invite a few of my colleagues to come forward. I'm going to invite Mark Gray to come down at this time. Mark, as he comes, you will notice, is wearing an usher's badge. He is guiding our usher team in invitation. And as Frost wrote and wrote well, I'm going out to clean the pasture spring. I'll only stop to rake the leaves away and wait to watch the water clear I may. I shan't be gone long. You come too. And I'm also going to invite Brittany Lungsdorf to come forward. Brittany is our university chaplain for international students. You won't find a more compassionate soul than she. Brittany is looking not for ushers, but for cooks, people to help prepare a meal or three. And with her compassion, we remember Frost saying, when to the heart of man was it ever less than a treason to go with the drift of things, to yield with a grace to reason, to bow and accept the end of a love or a season. Brother Larry Whitney is our minister with students. I invite him forward. You'll hear from him in a moment in more detail, but he and his team are working on vocation, notably with him, the reverends Hessler and Quigley and others to help us find where our deepest passion meets the world's greatest need. As Frost put it, yield who will to their separation. My object in living is to unite my vocation with my avocation. As my two eyes make one in sight, only where love and need are one, and the work is play for mortal stakes, is the deed ever really done for heaven and the future's sakes. And I'm going to invite my dear friend and colleague, Dr. Scott Allen Jarrett, to come forward, as he does know that he has a place for you in the choir, but he needs voices, people to sing. He needs uh, people in our Marsh Choir and in our Inner Strength Choir and in our Thurman Choir, a new and favorite ensemble. And with Frost, he's giving us not just invitation and compassion and vocation in a personal dimension, but aspiration, as Frost said of the star. It asks of us a certain height, so when at times the mob is swayed to carry praise or blame too far, we may take something like a star to stay our minds on and be stayed. You shall love the Lord your God with all your mind. So sang John and Charles Wesley in 1762. So taught John Dempster just a few years later when he itinerated this Methodist preacher from New York State to New England to found the beginnings in 1839 of Boston University, Boston University, proud with mission sure, keeping the light of knowledge high, long to endure, treasuring the best of all that's old, searching out the new, our alma mater evermore, hail be you. You shall love the Lord your God with all your mind. Amen.
have a time in our service each week where we join as a community of prayer. Please adopt a position of prayer that is comfortable for you, be that seating, standing, or kneeling at the altar rail, as the choir leads us in a call to prayer. offer up petitions of prayer and conclude them with God of grace and mercy, your response may be, hear our prayer. Beautiful creator and gentlest of ways, you are the great homesickness we could never shake off. You are a dark forest that surrounds us in comfort. We enter into that home and enter into that comfort now to lift up the prayers of our hearts. God of grace and mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who live in the darkness of mental illness and depression, for those who live in loneliness, for those imprisoned and treated unjustly. May you be a candle, a lamp, a flame in times of darkness. God of grace and mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who live under fear and feel threatened by violence every day, for countries and nations being torn apart by oppression and vicious pride. May you be the peace that passes all understanding in times of tension. God of grace and mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all of our new and returning students who may feel excited and overwhelmed in tandem, for those who sharply feel the pangs of homesickness, for our international student community adjusting to a new land, for those who rejoice in reconnecting with old friends. May you be a constant presence of compassion and comfort for them. God of grace and mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for our own Marsh Chapel congregation and the wider city of Boston. May you ripen us as we wrestle with you. May you spread your effervescent love through us so that we may find connection, support, and your spirit in our daily lives. God of grace and mercy, hear our prayer. Creator God, you are both mother and father to us our strength and our shield. Let us pray the prayer you have taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. My name is Brother Larry Whitney, and I have the privilege of serving as University Chaplain for Community Life here at Marsh Chapel. We welcome you once again to the nave of Marsh Chapel. Do take a moment to participate in our ritual of friendship by putting your name and contact information in the red books found along the center aisle of each pew and passing that book along to your neighbor so that we can get to know you better and help you get to know one another better throughout the coming week. Particular welcome this morning to matriculating students here at Boston University. Your presence with us is an auspicious moment at the start of your collegiate career. Following the service, my colleague, the Reverend Brittany Longsdorf, and our Dean, the Reverend Dr. Robert Allen Hill, and the rest of the ministry staff look forward to greeting you out on Marsh Plaza with some refreshments and drinks. Undergraduates are welcome then to either head back to their residences to join the procession up to the Track and Tennis Center for university matriculation, or you can hang out here and join the procession as it passes by the plaza. Please do take a moment to look at the fall 2014 term book with all of our services and activities for the coming semester. Of particular interest on page 10 is our uh, activities for incoming students during the first week of classes. Tomorrow morning, you're welcome to meet me on Marsh Plaza at 10 a.m. and we'll head to the Boston Harbor Islands for the day. The cost of the trip is $10. Please do bring your tea pass. The cost includes the ferry trip and lunch. On Tuesday, we'll hope you will join us for breakfast here at Marsh Chapel to get the semester started right from 8.30 to 11 in the morning. And then on Wednesday, do drop by the Religious Light Fair from 10 to 2 on Marsh Plaza with an ice cream social to follow from 1 to 3. You will find in your bulletin an insert about the Thurman Choir, which is an all-members-of-the-Marsh-Chapel community choir. Rehearsals begin on Sunday, September 14th. We're very pleased to welcome back to full strength this morning the Marsh-Chapel Choir. The Chapel Choir is an audition ensemble, and auditions will be held this Thursday evening, September 4th at 6 p.m. See the note in your bulletin for details. 
On Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. here in the nave of Marsh Chapel, we will host a forum on the situation in Ferguson, Missouri. The panel for the forum will include Martin Luther King Jr. Professor Walter Fluker, School of Theology Associate Dean Pamela Leitze, and Boston University Chief of Police Thomas Robbins. We look forward to your present participation in this important conversation on citizenship and social change. It is our great pleasure this morning to bear a special greeting to now the Reverend Liz Douglas, who was ordained to Christian ministry in the United Church of Christ on August 17th at the United Parish in Brookline. Welcome, Liz, to now the covenant of the clergy here at Marsh Chapel and to the role of ordained ministry in all of our lives in ministry here at Marsh Chapel. Finally, Finally, our congratulations today go to former ministry associate Micah Christian and his fellow BU alums, Cordaro Rodriguez, Kendall Ramsoyer, and Mason Morton in Sons of Serendip on their advancement to the final round of competition on America's Got Talent. For all other upcoming services and activities and to download a digital copy of the term book, we'd encourage you to visit the Marsh Chapel website, bu.edu chapel, where you may also find the opportunity for online giving. Now walk in love as Christ loves us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
generous God, constant friend, we give you thanks for these gifts, consecrate them for service in this place and around the city of Boston. May their use remind us of the, commandment, of the commandments we heard in the gospel today. We ask these things in the power and grace of the Holy Spirit. Amen. May the sun show warm and bright on you, your darkest night a star shine through, your dullest morn a radiance brew, and when dusk comes, God's hand to you. The blessing of God Almighty, creator, redeemer, and sustainer, be and abide with each one of us now and always. 